Welcome back, lads and lasses. It's been far too long. Since we last spoke, we've crowned an MLS champion, we've essentially crowned a Premier League champion, and we've even named a head coach for our very own MLS team. It's been an exciting few months, and we're dying to talk soccer again, so let's kick off. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Soccer Talk Lads podcast. It has been far too long since we last joined you, but the news for St. Louis City SC is finally coming hot and heavy, and it was it was beyond time for us to reunite. And it's it's a full reunion today, as I am joined both by co-host Justin Horniker from across the state. How are you doing, Justin? Oh, I'm doing good. It was a nice little break. You know, I felt like yeah. we need to recharge. And yeah, yeah I agree. I want to say for the folks watching at home, this is a strictly audio medium, but Justin has really adorned his uh, recording space, not only with, um, you know, sound, sound dampening devices, yeah. well, we like look on good. The wall, we got sound good, uh, we but look also good. a number of scarves, uh, including Atlanta, the blues, uh, St. Louis city SC, and I believe the KC current. Is that correct? Yes. That's the, that's the fourth one. Gorgeous. Uh, perfect. We'll talk. Well, I will probably talk a little bit uh, NWSL after this, right? Maybe, maybe somewhere in here. So, uh, we'll we'll find some time. I've heard I've heard a rumor, Justin, that that uh, stadium they're building going to be very close to your house. I don't know who's been saying that, that. is the word on the street. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, a lot of people have been blowing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, but we also are joined by a man who uh, is now going to kick his uh, co-hosting of this podcast into overdrive now that the team is taking shape in st louis it's time uh, he's even committed to buying a copy of fifa 22 uh, once it goes on sale <laughs> not not full price he won't no, pay no, full no, no. price until the debut season at the very least ian how are you doing tonight i am doing great um it is is after 10 p.m here which means we can drink if we want and we can Ooh. say whatever the hell we want <laughs> good good well um come shot then i guess Uh, (laughs) um so yeah uh it uh the big news obviously for st louis city is the announcement of our first ever head coach i guess we'll just dive right into it um you know there's a lot of soccer that we've missed in our time away but this is the number one story uh bradley carnell coming from Red Bull, New York and the Red Bull system. Not originally. He wasn't born there. He was born in South Africa, but you know, um, in the short term has been part of the Red Bull system. He is from the classic Ragnik Red Bulls philosophy. Um, these are all Justin's notes that I'm reading for you. Justin, mm-hmm. would you like to expound further before I steal all of your uh, research and ideas? <laughs> yeah. So this answers some of Ian's questions down below in the show notes. Folks, Ian brought notes today. We're just operating at a whole another frequency. Yeah, this, <laughs> I, I cannot stress to you how little this has ever happened before. On this podcast, Ian does all the work on the other podcasts under the 2G1C umbrella. But, you know, on this podcast, this is a real new, new coming uh, phenomenon. I do write most of our smut. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's but on the other happen. other podcast, no work on that one. No, <laughs> it's my incoming. Just oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're we jumping my questions. Is this just my questions? <laughs> We're going to have plenty of smutty thoughts about Bradley Carnell, I'm sure. So tell us about our new head coach here, Justin. Yeah. So the classic like Red Bull philosophy started by Rolf Ragnick, who was the kind of sporting director at Red Bull Leipzig when they began their kind of sporting journey, you know, the last decade to build a million Red Bull like teams and formations. But basically what it means is like fast paced, hard pressing. Think of like, the Jurgen Klopp style of football, Steven, you'll enjoy that. But that kind of still possession based, but you're making your press do a lot of like the high intensity action. So essentially what we're saying is he's a coach that's going to probably encourage this team to play something that is a high event soccer, but also with a lot of pressing, a lot of trying to get on the ball, but you know, being okay, absorbing pressure and counterattacking. Um, he took over for Chris Armas at Red Bull New York when Armas was let go and led the team to the playoffs. So he does have some like first team coaching ability as well from what we can see. But I think he more be, it's he just, being Bradley Carnell and not Ralph Ragnick, right? Right. Him being Bradley Although Carnell. Left. Ralph Ragnick has done some taking over as, of his own that we might talk about a little later on, but uh, please continue. I didn't Steven, I want that. you to be aware that every man I lost is a direct correlation on how the St. Louis City team will do. Well, oh, <laughs> that's going to put me in a real bind, Justin. I got to be honest with you. But yeah, for all intents and purposes, the, to speak of how we feel about him, if you look at Red Bull's Twitter when they announced that he was leaving, there are a lot of people upset about it, not upset they wouldn't keep hold of him because he decided to stay after being interim coach with New York and there's a lot of interest in him going to Man United to potentially be Ralph Radnick's assistant. He chose to stay, he chose to sign with St. Louis and I think it would be pretty good. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, you know, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on, on soccer coaching, especially mm. at the MLS level yet, but I think we talked about it at the time and it's kind of one of those things where it's like, it's the correct hire but it's not like sexy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if they'd done a, you know, if they'd gone out and brought in a big, you know, I don't know. I'm just picking a name, but like a Conti or, or, yeah. you know, it's funny. My um, brain went right to Antonio. Conte. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> bounces around a lot, might lower himself to the MLS. Um, but any you of know. those, you, you know, know, like that would have been, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Raise himself. <laughs> to uh, MOS. There's no, there's no level lower than Tottenham Mm. after all. So um, very conflicted (laughs) feelings about all these statements. Uh, But um, yeah, I mean, you know, that, that would have been kind of the, the eye popping headline grabbing um, higher, but for one thing, probably not going to get that guy Mm. a year and a half out, even if you could get him at all. And I think history has proven in MLS that that's usually not the way to go with these hires, especially, you know, Lutz is already a guy that's not an MLS, uh, you know, kind of born and bred sort of guy. And I know Carnal isn't that necessarily either, but he at least has the experience and the knowledge. Um, So, you know, it's, it's not, um, 
it's not sexy in the big name sense. And it's not, you know, it's the other way. I, I heard some people that wanted to go as like a real connection to ML or to a St. Louis sense. It's not like a Pat Noonan or a Taylor Twelman or somebody that, you know, has that background either, mm. but what do I care? You know, he's lived, <laughs> he lives here now. That's a connection right. to St. Louis. So like, you know, that would, if there was like a perfect guy and that, that bumps it over the edge fine but i don't want you to stretch and hire somebody who's really not cut out for this and yeah just, and i just to say they're st louis born and raised or whatever we'll have a player or two i'm sure, sure. that are from st louis and, i think know. it just goes to show that like they have a vision for what they want this team to be and this is their guy to kind of like get that vision done and play in that style they see us playing in so i think like to that that is sexy to me steven yeah well good good as, you know <laughs> as long as you're as long as you're enjoying the smut that's right it's uh, a late then... night pod <laughs> uh, that's right <laughs> this is the adult pod um yeah and i think i think you put it really well on twitter uh justin and you know that i'm loath to Thank compliment you. you but uh i think right before you know when we pretty much knew who it was but didn't know who it was you said something along the lines of like it's not it's not sexy necessarily but mm -hmm. it but it's right you know it's the yeah. correct hire and i think as from everything i can tell and know it, it, that's pretty accurate he's a guy that's willing to come in and do it now be a part of building the team he has the mos knowledge he does have a european pedigree and, and plays a very like you said a very um synergistic style if you will Ooh. with what lutz in the academy are building that's a big ten dollar word they taught me at you know professional like school <laughs> um and uh yeah i think it's i think it's exciting i think it's really cool obviously as with all of these developments it's like that kind of bittersweet taste of like yeah we've got a coach and and he won't coach a game for 18 months so yeah. like you know i guess it's more like 14 or 15 now I think it's 13 officially is it cool yeah. even better but oh. <laughs> you know, uh we're getting there we've we've pushed through a lot of the a lot of the pain and tension and we're getting there. so uh ian you got some questions for us? I'll tell you right now, if they're whether or not Bradley Carnell has ever popped out of the wall and had like a huge dingleberry, the answer is no. So I'm just going to cut you off at the fast. But thought I could that question. I yeah. feel like somewhere along the lines, our wires got crossed. People and uh, the cats that are listening who don't understand these references are, are going to be even more confused than they normally are listening to our podcast. But, you know. This is up that's, to them. This, there's a lot of homework involved. Yeah. You know? That's what you want when you come listen to a podcast. You want to be able to like, you know, go like, <laughs> I got a, I got about an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. You want to have to, consider. you're like, I need to listen to that back again because I'm not yeah. sure I caught it all the first time. Yeah, <laughs> really. yeah we're, we're, like like a real, feel... we're a real deep movie cut. You know, you got to like, oh, if you watch it again, you'll cut, you'll yeah. catch the little things. You want to feel as little relationship to the podcasters as possible too. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have questions about about our, our new coach here. Um, specifically something I thought of just like in relation to a lot of other a lot of other sports is like you've got your you got your players coaches, your coaches that are all about the players and, and relating to them and you know do well with younger guys, things like that. Then you kind of have like your maybe more veteran coaches that are much more system based in a lot of sports and they don't they're you know players are them and the players have kind of like an abrasive relationship or mm. can have that at some points, but it's a, but it's all about the wins and the wins happen. So it's not, a you know, it smooths that over a bit. So I was, I was curious if Carnell's like considered a player's coach, if that's even a thing in soccer, 
because uh, they just always look so kind of like businessy and removed from the players in my in my eyes mm. compared to like a dugout or like a bench in hockey where they're like jammed right next to them and they like have to go talk to them and like on the soccer pitch they're like way in back sitting down and the, and the coach is standing up and he's like i don't i don't want to have to deal with these dudes behind me uh, i was thinking about this question ian because yeah. like I'm not sure if there is that same semblance of like, say in hockey, if you have a player's coach, it's like a guy who just lets the players do what they want. I think in soccer, Mm -hmm. there is more of like an organization thing in that, even in your like players, coaches, your coaches, who just let the players be more creative. Now saying that as a Man United fan, they said Ole was a player's coach and it really was a lack of like any sort of tactics. And (laughs) (laughs) they just said that's their, that's their backup excuse. They walked their way back into no strategy. (laughs) So I looked into this Ian and from what I can tell, I dug out this interview back from May of 2020 that he did with a blog called left back football that I guess just interviews players that used to be left backs, I think is their thing. Uh, <laughs> Very specific. Yeah. Wow. So... And we thought our podcast. Specific. <laughs> uh, they interviewed Bradley Carnell about his like coaching philosophy and what his roles were at it in New York and his roles were to analyze video, work with the youngsters in a way and work with the offense and like work with the players particularly and what they're expected to do like in those offensive settings and in the transitions between the midfield and the final third so like a lot of that is he's just a really good tactician it sounds like Mm. and very organized but also gets on well with the players so i think it's kind of like more toes that line from not completely a player's coach you know is more of that jurgen klopp type of manager where he's very strict analytically, very strict kind of structurally, but also knows how to actually coach the players. I feel like if he has like a clear sort of like system to, I mean, obviously not going to like over explain it to folks that are in the stands and the crowd and fans are like, if you have like a, I guess he's kind of already been like that. It was very like counterattack system, pressing sort of system. Then like, that's a very, new fan friendly like mm. system to have you know versus i don't know bringing in like a uh ken hitchcock type of coach or whatever and being like you know what we love defense we love suffocating defense mm. and we merely we rarely make it past like midfield because like what's the point of the other yeah you're gonna play match? dallas it's <laughs> gonna be like one nothing and nothing's gonna happen <laughs> yeah, this will be fun for everyone everyone will enjoy this yeah um, i think uh we are at risk of getting blown out i think in our first season when the players that can't necessarily do what are being asked to do are being on the field. But if it works out, it's going to be fun soccer and even if we lose, at least there'll be a lot of scoring. So yeah, I guess that kind of transitions into like <laughs> the Leeds United approach. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So you'll say at least it's fun. Like at least if you're getting blown out, then you're like, man, I don't know. Sometimes you can rally around that team. Like this team blows and, yeah. <laughs> and we can, we can rally around how crap they are. Every game's like six, two. <laughs> Plus if you, if you lose a lot, top pick in the super drafts. That's so. right. I, I want the top pick of anything. That's like a super draft. You got super in front of it. It's better than a draft. I'm all about it. It's, better. it's just that much better. Um, but speaking of like possibly players that can't like play that sort of system or whatever, like will Carnell have like a big say in who this team drafts in the expansion? Like what kind of players do you think he's going to favor then? Like young, young, faster players seems like probably versus like an, an old slower veteran crew, but I don't know who's available and said expansion yeah. draft. 
And like the thing with the expansion draft or the you it's hard to tell like who's gonna be available right now. Mm-hmm. Like usually there is like it's like with any expansion draft, GMs try to be too smart sometimes and they let like an actually really top team caliber like center back get off. That's how like Nashville got Walker Zimmerman. And that's how you kind of build out your base of players, you know, you sign your DPs, you sign, you bring in your more exciting players, and then you build out through the expansion draft with like your MLS veteran type of guys. So I'm, I'm really interested to see how they like shape this team and everything. Like when do they do the expansion draft? It's not going to matter when Leo Messi is our first DP. (laughs) That's right. We will build around screw Miami. I'm going to St. Louis (laughs) as many have before. But yeah, when is when do they normally do like expansion draft stuff? Like the the season starts in like March, so it'll be like November, December ish. I'm trying to think. Oh man, it was December, right? That was when the last one was. Time is weird. I um, believe so. Time is a circle. <laughs> I like that. There's, I mean, obviously there's stuff going on right now, and it's 2022 and all. But I like to think, I like knowing that there's stuff other stuff happening this season yeah. or this so year like, to set up the season. Like it just feels I that were, much closer. Yeah. If I were to like build out a roadmap, I think you could expect with the summer window. So summer transfer window opens up like July 1st, but you can sign pre-contract stuff before that. I would expect them to make their like first DP signing in that kind of like April, May, June, July area of time. That would be oh, my see, expectation. Fun. I like that there's like, like a, that there's like going to be a steady like actual drip feed. Like before yeah. we were having like the drippy or like <laughs> the least drippy of drip feeds or like here is another render and you're like, okay. Yeah. It's like good the to feed know. was like new and then now it's starting to age and starting to get a little bit looser and then yeah, feed just like going to come out of nowhere. <laughs> it's like a, a torrent. I would say, yeah. So they've hired the coach. Um, let's for all intents and purposes is the, is the GM. Pretty much, right? Are, they gonna, are we going to have a GM? Is that like, who he is? Lutz would be like our yeah. sporting director, GM type. Yeah, at least for now. Like mm. Lutz is kind of like the top of the pyramid, and then Cardell would be like right underneath. So, yeah, yeah. And then I was wondering, like, how big are like MLS teams coaching staffs? Like, are we going to see some hires for like assistant coaches? Are those even a thing? Yeah, like every team will have like two or three assistant coaches and their goalkeeping coaches and their fitness coaches and we've named some of those already like oh okay i know tim kelly is our goalkeeper coach and your friend of the podcast tim kelly you mean yeah that's or right for, <laughs> at least friend of your freelance articles friend of specifically my freelance articles <laughs> yes hey you gotta what? shout them out when you can yes also, I like how uh, Ian made the word staff plural by saying staff. <laughs> staff. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, done. Didn't we hire someone else like too that was like for like the like tier three or like development coach or something? Yeah. So like Hackworth that? was is our academy director. And then they also okay. announced that he's interim uh, MLS Next Pro head coach. Uh, that's right. Is, uh, that's what's confusing me. I'm like, we already have an interim coach. Like, this guy will coach here. Which is essentially MLS's new U23, like third tier league. So, that's cool. it's, they're, yeah, it's a thing. 
and it is universally <laughs> adored and completely non-controversial and uh-huh. everybody loves it right it's nothing's with, ever happened that would make right. it otherwise as with all of mos's youth movements and policy decisions in general they haven't done anything bad in my eyes yet. So, you know, I'm <laughs> coming in, I'm coming in hot with an A plus rating. Well, that's yeah. another thing to expect too, because we Don Garver has Ian's rubber stamps. <laughs> yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> he gave me some Garver bucks. All I was saying, or I was rudely interrupted, <laughs> is that uh they're gonna have to make signings for that for the MLX Next Pro U23 team, whatever we're calling it. They need to make those signings sometime soon too, because they're going to start playing whenever this season kicks up. So, oh, cool! That's exciting. Yeah, not as exciting as the word "rudefully," but pretty exciting. <laughs> stabs. It's okay. Just some yeah. stabs too. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, I got a perfect words over here. I got well, you know, <laughs> I am a master of wordle. I don't know if you've heard. I was going to say oh, stabs pretty, was a wordle, but it wasn't. Pretty, it's not. You know, pretty good at it. No wordle. Staff could be an wordle. I'm a, that's gonna be my first guest tomorrow. First guest tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's got two. Le- it's got two of the same letter in it. That's a terrible first guest. You don't do two of the same letter. Yeah. No. I always, I always go with bread and noise. Those are the those as are many vowels as you can get, baby. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Ian, I just also added you to the Wordle Gang channel on Slack. So, you know, welcome. Oh, nice. Uh, Justin, you're not in our company Slack. So, no, I, I do not work for your company. So, we will, well, we'll put your resume is, in the mail. That is, I am an administrator, though, so I can sneak Ooh, you in there. If you okay. Want to be um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm you not. have more, more carnal questions. Not that kind of question. Do you have more <laughs> questions about Bradley Carnell, Ian? No, I'm I'm just very interested because I think this this gives us more of a direct head to this team, obviously. And it's it's just interesting to hear his strategy on coaching and how he wants his team to play. Because I think, like I said, it's it's fun for new fans um to have that sort of strategy be implemented, just a very high tempo, lots of energy. Um, sort of way of playing especially for you know an American audience and everything but I'm just I'm interested to see how they how they shape this team and how how like the staff fills out and everything because um, I don't know it's just been it's been like we said a lot of like slow little drips and now we also have a head coach for this team and it just feels that much more that much more real once I see once mm-hmm. we have a head coach and I see like seats in that stadium they'll all be that much more real yeah, I wish they weren't so tight-lipped because I would so love to know like, like what what our like transfer strategy is going to be to start mm. bringing in players and like what kind of player that they're looking for. But that yeah, I wonder how they I wonder how they sell that. Like, I mean, <laughs> I guess you could like look up uh, articles and stuff from other like expansion teams. But I just wonder yeah. what like the selling point is. I'm like, you got it. You should come here. Like, we've never had a team, and you could be you could be that guy. Everyone's gonna be so excited. You mean our expansion strategy on in addition to signing Lionel Messi? Right? Yeah, just like, yeah, right. I was like, oh, the worst yeah, strategy of is. course. <laughs> okay, I just, I just wanted to be butt. very clear. Steve, that um, was implied. Well, I'm sorry. You're right. I should have trusted you. I should have trusted you. That was rudeful of me. So um, <laughs> moving on, uh, we've talked a little bit about what's next for St. Louis City. Uh, anything more you wanted to add there, Justin? No, I think we covered everything that's happened recently. Yes, and I think our only our only regret in hindsight about mm. moving back the debut of this team a year is that we missed out on a historic draft. And I wanted to mention this for uh, St. Louis University and the Billikens who 
finished uh, an impressive run to the Elite Eight, I believe, is where they finished, losing to Washington, I am told, because of field conditions. Uh, mm. I'm not saying that people make excuses. I am saying that. that <laughs> they that were bad. The conditions were bad. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Blue then saw four, um, four players drafted in the first round of the MOS Super Draft, all in the top 16 picks. Isaiah Parker went third overall to FC Dallas. I'm so sorry, Isaiah. Uh, Kip Keller uh, went fifth overall to Austin FC, which I would apologize for, but at least he'll probably get to meet Matthew McConaughey. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Patrick Schulte went 12th to Columbus. And I got to say, I'm not saying that the last year has been a blur, but in my head, when I read that, I was like, yes, that's Columbus, the team that I just watched win MOS Cup, which was, you know, 13 months ago now. Yeah. Which, believe it or not, was um, we have done podcasts more recently than that. Not not a lot more recently, but more recently. And then Simon Becker went 16th to the Vancouver. Um, Ian, St. Louis University was the third team to have four or more players Ooh. drafted in the first round of uh the mos draft can you name which two ncaa universities that you've probably heard of mm-hmm. were the first two there's so many there's <laughs> well, so many and i don't know which ones are good at soccer guess at random i'll tell you one of them's an acc team which will help um, you not at all nope, nope. <laughs> i don't know if this i don't know if this uh, summit week maybe <laughs> acc stanford I don't know if this is going to be help, any help to you, Ian, but this one is also an ACC team. Um, oh, no. Justin, do you know who they are? With Have you read this recently enough to know? I know one. I don't know the other. Okay. All right. Uh, I, feel, I feel like this is too open-ended a quiz for even Ian to pass successfully. Should we give, so, give him some multiple choice? I'm trying to think of, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of how to give him clues without um, without giving it away here. Uh, <laughs> maybe I can do multiple choice, but I got to think about how I write them down because I don't want it to be too obvious. Um, One rhymes with Douth, Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, um i got nothing i got re- i really got nothing uh duke that was gonna be a real guess i was really gonna guess duke just in uh, case that's for real not be that is not for real that's not no. that's not correct no oh. all right ian we've got ohio state duke south carolina Cal, Wake Forest, Washington, Texas, Akron, Michigan, and Nevada State. Of those nine or ten teams I wrote down, two have also, (coughs) excuse me, also had four or more players drafted in the first round. Can you pick the two? (laughs) I should be able to because you said ACC, right? Like that's like I did say ACC. That's true. But is this one of those weird ones? The Atlantic Coast. Yeah, I know. But is this one of those weird ones where they like gerrymandered some freaking Colorado (laughs) team in there? I will. I will give you a hint. Don't want to give anything away. Washington are not in the ACC. They're right out. They're right out. Uh, Man, but I don't even know where Wake Forest is. That's not a real place. Um, I, I, I Wake Forest and Ohio State. Oh man, so close, so close. 
you are you have one of the colleges in both of the states correct (laughs) wake forest is right like so close like locationally very much there tragically (laughs) close wake forest is correct the other one believe it or not is akron Oh. My my only suggestion is you should have realized that was too specific to be on there by random choice. Yes. Ah, um, but you wrote Nevada State like a weird. I was like, true. he's he's thrown all I, these. I also wrote South Carolina. Did you think that was one? <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna be. I was gonna log off the Zoom if you were like, it is South Carolina. You guessed it, but I didn't tell you were right, and then I wrote it down again. I would have been out of here. That would have been a great. I wish it had been, but I don't control <laughs> history, unfortunately. Although, and uh, what Red Bull team did Bradley Carnell come from? Uh, <laughs> it's kind of it's like the, the, New, the New York City one, the New yeah, York yeah, one, New York yeah. Rumbles, right? You got it. You got it. That was a bonus. There's like a Leipzig and there's like a Salzburg. Yeah. 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 Is there a fourth one? There's a Brazil that I think is just red. I was going to say so. South America. <laughs> and then I could have discussed Brazil because it's big. Um, so I'm learning. I'm, I'm not necessarily learning. I'm we're so we're so proud of you, Ian. Um, have you guys heard of Absurdal yet? The oh, no. Is it like Wordle? Wordle? So it's Wordle, except it's programmed to change the answer. It's great. You have unlimited guesses. But what it does is it like takes your first guesses and eliminates all those letters from the from the possible pool. So your your first guess is always going to be all five wrong. And then your second one is probably going to be two. And then it like creates a word that's still possible and changes as late in the game as it can. And then you have to get it. But it's a lot of fun. You know, if if you're one, if you're one, (laughs) if you're one wordle a day isn't enough for you then you can try absurdal. You know, I think um, there's a big deal about it being once a day though. Cause like, I really want to play it again. But oh then, yeah. Like, no, for sure. I know if that I is... could, I'd be like, yeah, wordle sucks. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's part of the addiction. A hundred percent. Anything else we want to say about uh, St. Louis city SC. Very excited that it's just 13 months away. The stadium's going up. Uh, lots of fun things happening. Anything else you want to say, Justin or Ian? No. I'm okay. looking forward to drinking. <laughs> well, <that's good. laughs> that was a very fine point on things. Thank you for that, Justin. Um, I felt the transition. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, we should probably acknowledge at some point that New York City FC won uh, MLS Cup, and we have acknowledged it. So I guess we haven't since then, have we? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on. Uh, no, you know, congratulations to the to the boys in blue it's just uh it's nice to see that ownership group finally get some success in soccer you know it's it would be upsetting with all with all the suffering of manchester city you like to see the the little mm. guys get a win every once in a while uh and with that said let's move on to premier league where manchester city are running away with the title <laughs> uh i would say it's basically done at this point i don't think I don't think there's a I don't think there's a prayer. I don't think there's a a solitary prayer for any team to catch them. They are 10 points ahead of Chelsea, uh, 11 points ahead of Liverpool with a game in hand or Liverpool has a game in hand technically. But um, Liverpool, after losing to Leicester and drawing with uh, Chelsea, um, pretty much pretty much put the nail on the coffin of their season. 
that was pretty rough. Uh, Chelsea also uh, has drawn five of the last four of the last five, not five of the last four. That's not possible. Um, so that's all sad for the teams that aren't Manchester City, but at least we can, you know, we can just uh, we can just get over it and mm-hmm. move on. Um, thoughts on Arsenal, Justin? Are they the real thing? Are the are the Gunners for real? The very real Gunners? I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Don't overcommit. I say. Yeah, I mean, they've played. All right, so this recent run, they lost to Man City. They beat Norwich. Who cares? They beat Leeds. Who cares? But they did beat West Ham and Southampton. I mean, those are pretty dominant victories, though. And then losing to Man City, everyone loses to Man City. I don't want them to be real, but I think they do have something going. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to agree. Um, I had a piece of ice in my mouth. I was unprepared, but um, I think, uh, I think after surviving a, a league cup game where they lost Granite Shaka in the 24th minute mm-hmm. and Liverpool still failed to score a goal. I think that proved conclusively that arsenal are the real deal and they will almost certainly feature finish in the top eight i would say with with absolute confidence that they will fall no lower than brighton currently is um i don't know i guess guess that's my hang up because i don't know if they're necessarily (coughs) that much better than tottenham man united even brighton um whereas they've been hot lately but any team going to run like that and they haven't they, been consistent until they now. have a lot of winnable games coming up, like a mm. lot of winnable games, Tottenham, Burnley, Wolves, Brentford, Watford, um, Leicester, Aston Villa, uh, Crystal Palace. Those weren't all um, even Premier League teams. Some of those are cup games, but um, most of those are, are prim teams and, and very winnable matchups. So they might have a chance here to go on a little bit of a run. Those were all Premier League teams, and I lied. I forget who gets relegated from year to year. <laughs> but the point is, those are a Norwich, lot of Norwich, West Brom, teams. one of those two. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's probably. Um, that's correct. But uh, there's a lot of beatable teams, and they've got a chance to go on a real run here. But I still don't think... Um, I don't know. I just, I mean, it's like one of those things where I can't be like Arsenal's not for real, but West Ham is definitely the real deal. You know, it's like, I think outside of that top three, you've got a whole group of teams that are kind of so-so, you know? Mm, Yeah, very (laughs) so-so. They're one of those teams that are undeniably so-so. So so there we go. That's, uh, that's Arsenal. Any thoughts on Arsenal? Would you like to dagger, uh, gift jeff's team for a second uh ian no not not yet i mean are we going to talk of tottenham and man united can fight their way back in the top four then i'll dagger them yeah <laughs> uh yeah i like that um how is man united doing these days Justin? let's talk about them so that ian can dagger arsenal <laughs> tell us all your woes justin i mean they're fine i here's the thing i don't understand have we even recorded since Ole got fired though i don't think we have <laughs> oh shit no we haven't so you have a guys, lot of thoughts Ole got <laughs> fired and they really didn't replace them with i don't know they replaced them with ralph ragnick of course we talked about earlier in the podcast who is installing his system i guess with players that are not anywhere compatible with the red bull style of play and, and also interim. as an interim coach which is so another... 
what's happening is yeah. my question. Like we talked about, we've talked every episode of our podcast ever since we started about how Man United is, is a Frankenstein team. And this just mm -hmm. like is another nail in that coffin. But I will, it has been rumored that Ragnick, if he does a good enough job, has been offered to like take over as sporting director, essentially. And that's something that Man United hasn't had since Alex Ferguson to, you know, essentially have that level of autonomy, which no coach, no manager has had since Alex Ferguson. So then you maybe take that step back to take a step forward for stability's sake. But I don't know what they're doing this year. Yeah, it's uh, it's a mess over there. I'm not going to lie. It, it's real. It is, it, it is a mess. <laughs> it's heartbreaking to see. Agba hasn't even resigned yet. No one's even talking yeah. about that yet. <laughs> <laughs> They've got two two games in hand. Um, you know, they're probably I I think they'll probably still finish top five. Yeah, top four. Yeah. Probably. I mean, yeah, they're gonna. They're gonna. They're still the fourth best team in this. League, I think so. I think. Um, but you certainly don't love you can't love where you're at right now. Um, it's just uh like I said, they're in they're in that so-so group. I think they're the best of it, but there's a definite Seems like right now there's a, a gap between Man City and anyone else, and then there's yeah. a gap between Chelsea and Liverpool and anyone. That's how I categorize it as well. Yeah, like Chelsea and Liverpool are slightly too inconsistent slash insist on benching Romelu Lukaku for some reason. Mm -hmm. And That's yeah, been then you fun. have like the next five teams could all be interchangeable. Yeah. yeah, I think I think I don't know what I'm more impressed by is. Chelsea bringing in Romelu Lukaku thinking he was just going to shut his mouth and and follow orders, um, which doesn't seem like anything that anyone yeah. could have reasonably expected <laughs> um, or or then benching the man uh, in in advance of uh, indisputably their most important game of the season, mm. which they drew. Um, but, you know, they might have been a Romelu Lukaku if they had one away from winning. Um, just a just a lot of weird weird stuff going on over there and yeah thomas tuchel really finished last season looking like kind of the golden boy sort of the next clop you know if you will mm -hmm. of the league in terms of just being adored by by fans and players alike and and i would say the bloom is off that rose a little bit for sure right now yeah and it's weird because like they haven't lost in a while since like the 4th of December but they keep having these like weird little draws that you know if your team is 100% cohesive and you don't have infighting and you have control of the locker room those are the games that you do maybe get a late goal and like that a lot of times does come down to manager yeah yeah and it's just like if you're you just gonna can't catch falter. it's it's I hate saying this because it's not like you know, based in, <laughs> excuse me, science or statistics or anything. But if you're going to catch yeah. a team like Man City, you got to have some vibes. And I feel like Chelsea just doesn't have any vibes right now. You know, yeah. I mean, they could get them real quick if they win against Man City tomorrow, which is the 6.30 a.m. game. Why? Um, but <laughs> but uh, I guess I'm waking up to see who won that. I one. guess. So uh, I, I drove um, from Florida to st louis last night and i started at 2 30 in the afternoon in florida so 
I'm not waking up at 6.30 tomorrow. I can tell you, you that. You just much. keep going. You just got to keep yeah. going. I, I plowed through. I was pretty impressed <laughs> with myself. Oh, God, he's dying. I'm falling apart. Um, but yeah, you know, you think you're going to handle Aston Villa tomorrow, Justin? I have no confidence. <laughs> I have no confidence. That's good. That's good. And then uh, the big, the big game on the sl- slate, which we already alluded to, Arsenal Tottenham. I'm ready um, for some daggering. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think, uh, Ian? What? Who's who's your pick in that matchup? Time for some limp daggering. Um, <laughs> Arsenal's ass. So there's Damn. that. So that's so you got that out of the way there terrible but they're actually they, they seem pretty fun cats like, cover your ears yeah <laughs> i was like trying to find stuff where i was like oh man i wonder what people think about this matchup and everything seemed actually pretty level or like yeah mm-hmm. like it could be it could kind of be either team at this point and arsenal's got some fun young guys and we'll see how they play against tottenham in this like in this scrappy game and i was like oh you're not going to tell me one of these teams is going to beat the hell out of the other team <laughs> like, oh no not of course um but yeah i mean i i'm interested in this one a lot um i like i don't know i like learning more and more about rivalries within um premier league and everything and i think when a league that has a lot of a lot of fan energy in it uh having those rivalries is like even better um i of course fancy tottenham to win this one um i'll i'll just i'll just say that every time no i won't i won't say that every time but i'm gonna say it this time um I think they'll grind it out because every bit of every game I've watched recently that they've won, they grind it out. They're, I gotta tell you, they're not exciting. <laughs> they uh, are kind of bland. But You're telling they, but me they, that an Antonio Conte coach team is not very exciting? That's yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> a team it, passed to Antonio Conte by <laughs> Jose Mourinho by way of Nuno. This is what I'm learning because I, I, the, the man himself seems exciting enough but uh the team very the team, colorful yeah yeah the team though um not so much uh but i i think i don't know i i i think they'll win because i think they've actually looked like fairly decent recently that, in, the, in the couple games i've got to put that in in um in the end terms that's like passing a team from john tortorella to ken hitchcock by way of like I don't know. Mike Yo, I guess. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know who Nuno is a good comparable for, but a young coach who clearly didn't have it. Although I guess he's not that young. A lot of gray in that beard, Nuno. But um, yeah, that's not a pretty picture. But uh, this game is probably going to be ugly, I feel like. Is that is that your vibe on it, Justin? Yeah, but like a, like a fun ugly. Not like that's a what I was gonna ask, yeah. low event. Like I feel like they both desperately need a win and it's that one, like that London rivalry game that the players always seem up for. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think it'll be sloppy. I'll, I'll, I'll cheer for Arsenal or for Tottenham because, because that's who's in the room with me right now. Um, <laughs> that's who paid me last. That's can right. Never um, support a crocky team. Also so, Nuno, Nuno's only 47 dude. Stop. Stop something. You gotta, you gotta get some dress for men going. Man. Very Just comparable to my beard. beard. Just structure your beard. <laughs> Figure out what your beard does. Um, so, like, I was looking into this. And this is this is like me researching something and telling you two that the sun's hot or whatever. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward uh, to. Learning. I did a lot of research. 
And the, the last two teams Conte coached was, you know, Chelsea and Inter Milan. So, so you two know. So you two have some background. <laughs> um, and, you know, I was reading that they're both, they're both teams that are willing to spend money to improve their teams. And uh, Tottenham is notorious for being stingy and not spending money. Mm-hmm. And so I was reading a couple, like, essentially just like fan musings of like, is this like even going to be a marriage that lasts then? Is this going to be something that even matters? No. It's why the Josie marriage didn't <laughs> no. last. It's why the Pochettino yeah. marriage didn't yeah, last. No, it's, it's, <laughs> so I'm not it's even going to learn anything about this guy. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, the only hope I guess you have is like they sell Harry Kane and then they're just like, here, Antonio, you spend this money. Uh, but yeah, I don't feel like they happen. would do that even if they sold Harry Kane. I feel like they yeah. wouldn't necessarily reinvest all that money. No, of course they wouldn't. <laughs> this money is just for us. <laughs> I can't yeah, imagine. I can't imagine being the biggest or second biggest team in London and having a gorgeous brand new stadium and thinking, you know what? We're not really going to, we're not going to go for it. You have, (laughs) you have basically limitless profit potential if you make that team relevant and by keeping them, by refusing to spend, it's just like such a, it's so penny wise and that has to be, that's to be what's frustrating. If you're a Tottenham fan is that you're wasting like a star English strikers career by like never supporting him. Is that frustrating? Ian? Is that, is that I mean, the more Ian, I as an English it. Tottenham fan, <laughs> the people around me tell me it's terrible. Yeah. That'd be like, if you had a Connor McDavid and I was going to say, the sounds very familiar. And then Harry Kane comes out and says something about how he's totally that's fine. A, that's, yeah. It's very comparable. Luis Suarez. That's whatever. fine. I don't care about the biting. The fans might care about the biting. The media might care about the biting. I Look don't at care. Ian. Ian with the strong Luis Suarez knowledge. I'm very proud of you, Ian. Well done. Um, those big chompers. That's right. Uh, anything else to say about the Premier League before we move on to some transfers, some of which will be to Premier League teams? Yeah, I'll talk about what I want to talk about at the relegation teams when we talk about our transfers. Okay. I wonder which one that is. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're talking about US uh, US men's national team players that are on the move. The biggest one, obviously, Ricardo Pepe going to Augsburg for 16.3 million. Is this uh the biggest fee to an MLS club at this juncture? I or believe that to? Miggy Almarones was larger. So I think it's the second biggest. Okay. MLS All right. That's biggest fair. homegrown player, we can say. Yeah. Um, this is this big news. I don't know if uh I don't know if I'm I'm thrilled that it's to Augsburg. Um because that's a bubble team and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you don't necessarily, you know, I, I don't mind a guy being bottom of the table, but maybe give me like a 14, you know, <laughs> instead of, instead of a 19 or, or whatever the case may be, but uh, obviously a player that they really wanted, they saw the mm-hmm. potential and, and a guy who, you know, a lot of, a lot of people think could, could develop into a real top level striker and, you know, they could have for a few years and then sell on uh, Augsburg. Also, I've always really appreciated their kick game, you know, just very mm, clean. It is nice. Uh, yeah. Very solid look, very classic looking. Um, and, you know, the Christmas colors, the whites, whatever you got, it's, it's always solid. Mm. Um, so, you know, some good and some bad here. What's your, what's your thought on the move? I think I'm kind of of two minds here on one. Like, I think the Bundesliga is a great league for developing strikers. However, like, 
Augsburg have no way of delivering a striker a ball. Like they're they have the lowest scoring events. Sure, they just roll it to them with their. Yeah, hands. they have the lowest amount of scoring events in the Bundesliga. They have a stiff defense. That's what keeps them in games, but they do not create a lot. This of chances. is the adult podcast, so their defense can be as the, stiff as it wants. <laughs> <laughs> so you're bringing in a striker for 16 million. That's double your record transfer fee but you don't have anyone you can give him the ball. Like, yeah. that's what I worry about. Yeah, he's not a magic man. He can't just create. No, he's pretty close, but yeah, he's just not. Yeah, well, it, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks, too, because, like, from a developmental standpoint, you'd like to encourage him not to try and create on his own, especially right. yes. as a guy on the national team that you want to have, like, a, a Christian Pulisic to deliver mm-hmm. balls to him. Or, you have a lot um, of people who should be able to create for you. Yeah, yeah. the wingers is, is our best and, and most elite position, I would say, by far right now Hmm. so um you know that's obviously not an experience in augsburg that's going to mimic what he will get with the national team and that's that's fine in a sense you you don't necessarily want every player to play in exactly the same system that you well you know what you probably do i guess maybe i guess guess if i could ask greg (laughs) hey would you like every team uh with a u.s national team player to mirror your style he'd probably say yes but probably um you can't realistic realistically (laughs) expect that uh you know at least he's going to be playing a meaningful games and and play an important role and augsburg obviously will have an, an eye on you know, developing mm-hmm. him for a year or two and then selling him for mega money to a top club. Uh, one would assume that would be their end goal. Um, you know, I, I, it's exciting. It's he's in Europe now where we knew he was going to be. We don't have to speculate about that. And mm-hmm. we'll just watch uh, as he develops. Any yeah. thoughts on the Ricardo Pepe move there, Ian? Old muty Ian, he's just shaking his head now. He's Shake not even going to. No, <laughs> no, of course. Let me, find not. That. Let me smash that on mute button. No, uh, good, good. Any but final I think, thoughts? like, yeah, I think worst case scenario is Augsburg go down, which I don't think is going to happen. I think they're probably in the right spot, mm-hmm. finishing in like the relegation playoff, and they'll probably stay up. But even if they do go down, like worst case scenario is he tears up the two Bundesliga, which is still a pretty good league for a year in a yeah. World Cup year. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's fine. Um, not not something to be for a 19 year old. Yeah, you're not like, really- <clears throat> yeah, you you tend to forget how young. He really <laughs> is too. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think it's anything to be too upset about for sure. Uh, Daryl DK. Transferred to West Brom, uh, judging by Ian's earlier, Justin's earlier comments, excuse me, he has nothing to say. So we'll just move right on. I was um, just going to say that it's nice that with Sargent on Norwich and DK and West Brom, we'll always have one player up and one player down. So that'll yeah, be that's true. good they to follow. Just, just swap. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Daryl DK has been a little bit of a, a mystery lately anyway, and this certainly doesn't, I would say, add clarity. Hmm. to the picture um i think he's he's good he's he's 21 which somehow feels like old amongst these this group of players yeah. this group of like megastar super wonderkin type guys but it probably i think it feels weird old. because he had that year at barnsley where he just took off and then he had to go back to mls for like half a season where he was hurt half the time so like that's why yeah it feels so odd to have this transfer happen. Yeah. And listen, West Brom is fourth right now in the championship. They're fighting to get up into that 
um, you know, promotion zone. They're four behind Blackburn um, and uh, six behind Fulham. God, screw you, Fulham. Um, and uh, back up. <laughs> hey, the cons have to have something going right, right? Um, and then Bournemouth is at the top there. So, you know, your, your usual suspects in that area. Mm. Um, but, you know, that's right in a spot where you've got something to fight for and, and they're hopefully you know, going to give DK a lot of chance to kind of earn that spot and, and play a lot and make a difference there. So, mm. you know, I think it could work out really well for him, but um, it's certainly not a team that makes you go, Ooh, I'm so excited that my player is going to West. Brom, yeah. you know, so. And like, so the West Brom manager is the same manager that he had at Barnsley last year, which like is still a lot of over the top route one soccer. So it's not mm. exactly the prettiest, but I guess the yeah. job done sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Serginio Destin and Tyler Adams could move soon. Uh, those are both really consequential. I think with Tyler Adams, he's like, he's 22, about to be 23. So mm. this is probably going to be like his team that he moves to, you know, like, I mean, obviously you can still move later in your twenties, but like, this is who you're, yeah, this is going to yeah, be who you're identified with. You'd want him to find a team mm. and, and really settle there and find a home and, and, you know, I think there's certainly an argument that Tyler Adams is is the most important player on the USMNT. There's, you know, three or four guys that you could say that about, but he's certainly one of I them. Think, I think the fact that we don't really have anyone to replace him makes him yeah. the most important. So uh, you want him playing somewhere where he's valued and, mm. and valuable. Sergio Dest a, a little bit high, less less high stakes even what if like, i told you the leading rumor is that sergino Dest is going to get loaned to chelsea what, well, what would be your thoughts there he's, <laughs> he's a trash player and, <laughs> um no i mean that's that's kind of perfect you know i think anywhere where he can get um some playing time and in, in in a top important mm-hmm. league i mean the, you know if you're gonna pay his loan fee you assume that you're gonna use him right and, and it's the weirdest thing too because barcelona were using him like up and down the pitch earlier in the season yeah. and then he's just all of a sudden like falling out of favor for not really a reason and, it's almost yeah. like barcelona is a badly run organization that <laughs> almost pulls, that pulls its tactics <laughs> and strategies out of one of those like old bingo hall roller thingies um yeah i mean you hope he goes somewhere and and if it's chelsea it's probably you know he'll it's he'll fine either, he'll either get a lot of time in like the cups or mm. you know some time in the premier league games while they're focused on champions yeah, I, league who's chelsea's right back i don't need um <clears throat> uh yeah i should know and i sure certainly don't chelsea right backs let's see not history don't give me history uh Thiago silva so you'd be fighting yeah. with Thiago silva i can see yeah, him that guy's not good there. so yeah. <laughs> um yeah i mean they're that's an aging guy who can't play every game mm. you know especially if you're playing champions league and cup games and etc cetera, etc cetera. so you know he's 37 years old he's he's real old so yeah <laughs> Uh, he's not yeah, too mobile anymore. I mean, I don't want anyone I like to be on Chelsea, but that does kind of make <laughs> sense for him at the very least. Brendan Aronson's being linked with uh, the Bundesliga and the Premier League. No real shock there. Mm. Paxton Aronson is being linked to potentially replace his brother because they'll save so much money on jerseys that way. 
Right, um, you don't have to repurpose anything. Yeah, and they're yeah. the same size. That's perfect. <laughs> Where do you want to see um, Brendan Aronson land if you could take your pick? I mean, I would like to see him just hop on up to Leipzig. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, He'd be I comfortable. Think, I think it's like yeah. it would be easier for him to simulate to a higher league, higher standard. Yeah. Uh, and uh, how about if you could swap ha- hairstyles with Paxton Aronson, would you do that? What's he what's he rocking these days? It's Let's pretty see. solid flow. I mean, it's it's just he's got a lot of lettuce up there. Last nothing. time I saw him, yeah, he has a good hairline, that's for sure. Yeah, and nothing to be ashamed about. And Brendan does too, so I think it's just good genetics, really, when you think <clears> about <throat> it. Yeah. Good work, Papa Aronson. <laughs> good job. Um Brendan Aronson, I feel like uh had a lot of kind of ups and downs late you know, more ups than downs later. In yeah, the, in the I think year, it took but... him like, I think it's that typical thing where it's a young player going to new league. It took him a while to really fit in mm-hmm. like same thing with Buzio, maybe at a more accelerated rate, but where like it looks like you're underperforming, but it's hard to adapt. And especially yeah. when you're that young, you're coming from the MLS. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think they will be, they'll be in a good spot. I hope he, I hope he goes up somewhere that makes sense if it's not uh, Leipzig, but it probably will be. I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. So we shall see James Sands uh, was signed by the New York Rangers, which is strange. I'll admit, but they are a top contender this year. At least, uh, yeah, I think it's just an inter-company transfer. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. Um, maybe they're looking for some grit on defense to replace uh, Ryan Reeves while he's injured mm. or whatever. Um, but no, obviously, James Sands transfers to the Scottish Rangers in Glasgow, I think. Yes. Who knows? Who's to say? Um, <laughs> but but uh, that's, you know, that's that's fine. That's a place where he will get a lot of, they're kind of like they're probably an underrated destination because like they're a top team in that competition and yet there is like no pressure or spotlight you know like yeah in terms of obviously there is within scotland but you're not like you're not in that Sergio desk where like everybody's watching you all the time and and you have no escape valve you know so I think like that's with, probably an okay landing spot. Yeah, and with like Rangers and Celtic, it pretty much is just those two, right? So like the only real yeah. pressure that you feel is if you're playing Rangers, if you're playing those like European games that they sometimes play. Yeah, um, definitely. So that's cool. Um, Steven Gerrard no longer there, so mm-hmm. that's disappointing. But they are comfortably atop the table right now. Um, can you name Justin? I won't even do this to Ian. Justin, can you name five other Scottish? Pre- you know what? There's twelve. That's too many. Can you name three other Scottish Premier League teams? That Let's see. I know uh, Dundee United. I know Hibs. Okay. I know Hearts. Okay. Uh, All right. That was fast. How about can you get? <laughs> can you get to five? Let's see. Uh, what I did I say? Dundee United. I said Dundee United. Did I say, say Dundee United. Yes. You said Dundee United, Hibernian, and um, Hearts. You said I believe. All right, Aberdeen. Correct. Ross County, I believe. Wow. wow. That's I'm impressed. That's, that's the brains. I may have played. I may have played a Celtics. Uh, ah, there you go. Yeah, that makes sense. Save at one point in time, but they've got <laughs> they've got sweet unis. So that's a solid choice. It is. Yeah, that's a good one, especially if you're doing like I, I never start on like the top top club. 
you know, because I feel like I got to earn it and get hired somewhere. So they're like a great starting club, too. Steven, you know? one year I played there, <clears throat> I swapped clubs to bring Celtic and Rangers into the Premier League to see how they would do. They got crushed, but I thought it'd be fun. The teams you missed were just regular old Dundee, not United. <sighs> I guess Dundee divided, if you if you will. I said Dundee uh, twice, so that's yeah. Just, well, that's like, Saint <laughs> Johnstone. Ooh, and, yep, yep. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you said Livingston. I, I did not say that. Livingston. No. And then there is a Saint Mirren, which I can only assume is a reference to Helen Mirren, uh, who is a saint. So Saint Mirren is the last one there. Um, Livingstone, or sorry, excuse me, St. Johnstone and Dundee bringing up the rear on the uh, Scottish Premier League right now with five losses in a row. Relegate them. Still more points than Sheffield United had last year. Um, So, uh, yeah, that's, um, well, no, we didn't finish this. George Bellow and Miles Robinson have been asked about, but Atalanta wants to hold, or excuse me, Atlanta just one a so confused one a yeah it's a to whole, whole different thing to them um atalanta might want to sign them from atlanta but they're not going to get yeah, their maybe way. yeah i was i was in atlanta last night briefly that's uh you know that people already did you that. notice any atlanta united stuff <laughs> i'll tell you literally literally like the only the second time i've ever been through there without hitting traffic it was it's like a miracle if you get through that city without just being in bumper to bumper it's always a mess yeah. Um, but man, it is weird. Like I know Atlanta's a big city and I know St. Louis is like a, a small city compared to that, but like Atlanta driving through Atlanta is so weird. Cause like when you go on that interstate, it goes right through the heart of town and the heart of town just keeps going. You know how, yeah. you know how like all the big buildings in St. Louis are in like three city blocks, but like Atlanta is just like three miles of interstate. That's just <laughs> so many roads left and right (laughs) um cool i I would love to explore Atlanta. i've never really been there much but uh i think that would be cool it is a cool Um, city but yeah yeah, i bet have you uh, spent extended time there i've just been in and out for running not like i've been in yeah for like the atlanta marathon and when the olympic trials are there but experiencing it for a couple days has been it's a good city yeah seems like it. it seems like it would be um Ian, any spicy Atlanta takes? No, no. I mean, I've I've only I've only <laughs> driven through there one time. I feel like I don't know. Stop making movies there. There's just so many movies they make in Atlanta these days. But they give them the tax break, so that's true. And they don't give them the tax way. breaks. None of the other stuff's true. Ozark was filmed largely in Georgia. I learned which. How is dare they? I know, right? Dare something this. else <laughs> something else set in the ozarks was filmed in the ozarks which is weird uh pretty solid flag game by atlanta oh yeah that is nice although the 1865 and the 1847 seem to be like opposite i guess they're kind of going in a circle uh that's good that's a good flag that's a solid city flag it's got i mean we've seen some real trash oh, <laughs> yeah I mean, really compared, compared to what we've seen that's pretty good that's oh, pretty good seen some things it's simple right we always say simplicity is good oh my ian I've it's not say, too plain i've got to say real quick since you mentioned this nobody else is going to get this even probably justin but no. there is a little tag on the chair that i'm sitting in right now and it's like 
the te- the company that made the chair is like March Stone LLC. It's like somebody's name. And I keep thinking of that skit with the Italian guy from um, I think you should leave where he's like calling the chair company and speaking to the guy that owns the chair company. And I keep thinking about calling this guy and, and getting him. But anyway, moving on, much like uh, <laughs> it was too late. I was already in. Much like Insigne moved to Toronto FC, Justin saved me from my embarrassment to talk about this transfer. That was a really smooth transition, Stephen. I applaud you. you for pulling it off. Uh, yeah, this is the second biggest transfer in MLS history, I want to say. I could be off on that. I apologize. It's top five for sure. Um, but kind of comes out of nowhere, right? Because like mm-hmm. Toronto need to offload. Well, they needed to offload some of their DPs to even sign a DP this offseason. And Insigne is someone who's in his prime, consistently one of the best players in Syria, was one of Italy's best players in their Euro final run this past year. It seems, I don't know if I remember assigning, maybe Thierry Henry would be the only one I could think of that would have a bigger impact, like on this MLS part of his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this guy's only 30. This is a, a yeah. big star. This is like... He's still one of the best players in the world. Yeah. yeah, and even if he's not, you know, even if he just spends a year or two there, that's still, that's a huge get. And it's mm. interesting. I mean, I guess, I know Toronto has some, like, Italian um, culture there. If you're familiar with Steve Dangle, he's Italian. Uh, or has some Italian. And then there's also that movie, Little Italy with Hayden Christensen, which I believe is set in Toronto. Um, Ian's a big fan of that movie, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Then uh, <laughs> what's the other one? Shattered Glass? Yeah, <laughs> Shattered Glass, exactly. Uh, Little Italy was covered by How Did This Get Made? I believe it's uh, notoriously bad. But <laughs> in any case, it is set in, in Little Italy in Toronto. So it must exist. Mm. All of that yeah. must be real. I and mean, I think it's a big thing because, like, Sebastian, Gino, <laughs> they like purposely sought him out as well. So I think yeah. they do look for like higher profile Italian players to. Yeah, I mean, it's huge for Toronto. It's one of those things where it's like you can always debate an MOS where, um, you know, does spending $16 million on one sexy Italian signing, and I do mean that in every sense of the way. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a very good-looking man. <laughs> um, but does, does that really make as big an impact as, like, signing five players and making them all good could mm-hmm. make? And it's like, maybe not. But man, this is a this is a superstar who's willing to come to MLS. Um, I don't see how you don't take it, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, and like yeah, Toronto's at a point too where I think I'm pretty sure they're like up against the salary cap. So legitimately, the only way they could make their team better were to get rid of their designated players and sign <clears throat> better ones. Yeah, and it sounds like they're going to buy Josie out, and it'll it's a rebuild. But it's a good rebuild. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, the rebuild's done now. I think <laughs> it's a one player rebuild. Um, and it's a big, it's really exciting to watch him. And, and it'd be really cool if, if there's a couple other big MLS moves mm-hmm. that he comes in and, and gets to run around with uh, a Lionel Messi to St. Louis sort of move, you know? Yeah. Year. Something like that. Um, something like that. Just, uh, well, you know, at least at the very least, the bar has been set for uh, CKV. Now she's got to match mm. the Insigne signing. Yeah, you have to bring someone in who's instantly the best somebody, player in the league. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we have any names on the tip of our tongues, but somebody 
that uh, mm, could match that. Bah, bah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah somebody like, <laughs> I'd settle for like a Lewandowski or uh, oh, yeah, you know, for sure. uh, uh, Harry so... Kane or, or somebody. Um, I'm not I'm not that picky. Just one of the top five or ten players mm. in the world. That's all I'm asking for. I'm not going to tell you which one. Just one of them. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the MLS season just ended and it's also right around the corner, which is the next thing. Mm-hmm. The nice thing about MLS. It's like a nine month there's any there's no break there's no break all gas no breaks the next time uh we see mos lorenzo insigne will be on the field so that'll be really cool any final thoughts parting words for this are our first episode in too long Mm. and and i don't want to i don't want to totally um you know curse us with with bad promises but i would say our next one will come much sooner than the last one Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, USMNT camp starts in <laughs> two weeks. That's a, it's a big Excuse window. Me. So maybe we'll meet around then probably sometime yeah. around then. Yeah. I like that. Ian, final thoughts on uh, any questions about Bradley Carnell you'd like to get out? Um, you know, I wonder what kind of music he likes, you know? Mm, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Probably. What, what are South African people like? Probably Graceland. That had a lot of South African musicians. It's so, you know, <laughs> probably. Probably that. You like, <laughs> you like, you like this, the album uh, Graceland? Do you like the Paul Simon album? No, I don't. I've never heard of it. Well, that's the only well, one that you should have heard of. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all South Africa. <laughs> well, see you later, Bradley. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, it's exciting times for our for our fair city and fair soccer club. Exciting times for soccer in general. Transfer season. Uh, you know, only halfway over. So a lot could still happen. We'll talk mm. about it all next time. Uh, thank you guys for joining. I'm glad we did this again. And, Me too. you know, we'll we'll sign off. Have a good night, everybody. Adios. Hasta la vista. Why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard. I need a photo opportunity. I want a shot of redemption. Don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard. Bone digger, bone digger, dogs in the moonlight. Far away, my well-lit door. Mr. Beer Melly, Beer Melly, get these mutts away from me, you know. I don't find this stuff amusing anymore. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long-lost pal. I can call you Betty, Betty, when you call me, you can call me out. A man walks down the street, he says, why am I short of attention? Got a short little span of attention, and all my nights are so long. Where's my wife and family? What if I die here? Who'll be my role model now that my role model is gone, gone? Be duck back down the alley with some roly-poly little bat-faced girl. All along, along, there were incidents and accidents. There were hints and allegations. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long-lost pal. I can call you Betty. 